VFX is teaming up with T-Mobile because we want to say thanks and make travel maybe just a little bit easier this Thanksgiving season, or should we say Thanksgiving? Yeah. AJ McCall on VFX coming up over the next couple of weeks. We're going to have a chance for you to win some prizes. I'm so excited. Tuesday, November 16th, we're going to be at LW Chevron. Friday, November 19th, we're going to be at Nihilus Chevron. And Tuesday, November 23rd, we're going to be at Miller's Travel Center Chevron. Each time we are there, we're going to have 50 $20 gift cards we're giving away. And one lucky driver will have a chance to receive a $100 gift card to Lee's Marketplace and a one-night stay at the New Town Place Suites Marriott in Logan. Yeah. So three different chances. Make sure you listen in case you didn't catch those details. But Thanksgiving is happening on VFX as we've teamed up with T-Mobile with a chance for you to... You know, ease the burden just a little bit of travel for the holiday season. One of the busiest times to travel. On top of that, you know, $100 gift cards to Lee's Marketplace. Make uh, the holiday shopping a little bit easier as well. Definitely. And then if you just need a night to get away from everything, well, we got you covered. So three different locations, 50 $20 gift cards each time in one of those grand prize packages each time for Thanksgiving. Thanks to T-Mobile and VFX. Hope you're ready for the Thanksgiving season. Otherwise, thank goodness it is Friday. I know. Is there anything you would, I mean, don't obviously besides straight cash, but like, I don't know that I would ever turn down a gas card. No, definitely and as a, not. As a kid, you would have never thought that. But as an adult, like you would be like, oh, gas card's stupid. Like, just give me money. But like, now you're like, eh, golden, whatever. Yes. Take it. I'm in. Absolutely. So, Thanksgiving going on on VFX. Uh, I faced quite the, eh, I don't want to be that dramatic. I faced an interesting situation. I was going to say quite the conundrum. Nah. An interesting situation this morning because uh, occasionally your wake-up schedule can give you quite the choice to start the day. Mm -hmm. Do you trudge on? Do you go back to bed? What do you do when you have a staring contest with your alarm clock because you just happened, for whatever reason, to jolt awake a smidge too early? AJ McCall at VFX happened to me this morning. The question is, let's say within 30 minutes, because that's still reasonable, right? It's close enough that if you get up, it's not like you've jump-started your day by multiple hours. But 30 minutes is also a decent chunk of time. That's a, that's a power nap amount of time. So you wake up. You're staring at your clock. It's 30 minutes before your alarm goes off. What do you do? Mm, I usually go right back to bed, and then I regret it. That is 100% the answer that I put into practice and 100% the answer I think I'd pick every time despite the fact I tell myself I'm probably just more tired because I probably just needed to get up and I fell, started to fall back in REM sleep, but then no, 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 I didn't need to sleep because I think of sleep as like a zero-sum game. The more I collect of it, the better I'll do, but it doesn't work that way and it's stupid. <sighs> That's what happened to me this morning. It's very frustrating because why? Why would I ever want to wake up before my alarm clock? What kind of cruel joke has the reality played on me to wake me up before my alarm clock goes off. Because one of the greatest feelings in the world is when you get up and you assume, okay, I probably got up and it's like 15 minutes on my alarm. And then you look and it's like three hours. You're like, yes, let's do this. Yeah. Back to sleep. That's what happened last night. Somebody, I don't know what happened. Our dogs went out at like 1136 and they were just barking like crazy. So Dustin got up to go and check and see what the heck was going on. And like the light in the garage was on and our door was unlocked. And so that was a little bit suspicious because we locked it before we went to bed. That's creepy. Um, so at 11.36, I woke up and I was like, oh, sick. I can sleep for like six more hours. <laughs> Dustin was like, McCall, somebody could have broken in. And I was like, oh, I mean, yeah, that I'm very worried about that too. But I'm also looking at the bright side. They didn't. But it's 11.36 and I can go back to bed, man. Like looking at the positives. Yeah, Exactly. We actually, uh, somebody told me a story yesterday, speaking of not breaking in, but something creepy happening. Someone told me the story yesterday of apparently there is a, I guess you can call it an urban legend, but a woman that is uh, going around knocking on doors. This story nuts. That is to come. Thermo Fisher poll of the day, though. You wake up 30 minutes or less before your alarm. Back to sleep, up for the day. Are you productive or are you hopeful? I think you're optimistic if you take that sleep again. You're productive, I think, if you like bite the bullet and you're like, nah, let's just do this. Which one would you pick? Utah's VFX on our Instagram story. Vote. Tell us who you are. And we're all friends there. Nobody else is going to see it. Apparently, the uh, most successful way to get you through the first three years of marriage in terms of meeting your spouse is through friend of a friend or friend of a family member. However... I got a bone to pick with that suggestion that that is the most successful way because that is high risk, high reward.
Most likely to get you through the first three years with success of marriage is dating a friend of a friend or a friend of a family member. According to a survey, it was done for people over the age of 30. I have a bone to pick with that, AJ McCall at VFX, because the idea I get, because you think, right, friend of friend, friend of family member, it's easy. Fundamentally, you already have to, I would think, like them in some capacity because they were brought in by people I'm assuming you choose to hang out with. Right. And so the idea is like, this is easy. We already have the same interest. We just we just pick it up and we do our thing and this will be great. And then like, she's tight with my friends. I'm tight with her friends, vice versa, whatever. The problem is, is that that's, that's only the good part. And in relationships, it doesn't always go to the good part. Right. Because like relationships can crash and burn. My personal experience has been dating friends of friends, specifically friends of friends, atrocious. It does not go well because there's... On top of a bevy of other things, it's like, how do you juggle those relationships once it doesn't work out? How do you do that? Honestly, I don't know how you could even figure out how to navigate it. Because at first you'd think, yes, everything's going to sort itself out. Everything will end up being fine. But in long term, I think you end up going to one party or the other. Yeah, I think lines are in draw. Like, so I, I can tell you a story. So... um my my core group of four friends that I had, I, I reference this all the time, right? So uh, in college, girl came along, name is Kim. Great. Consider her one of my best friends. So she married into the group, but she's great. So being a girl and the rest of us being guys, inevitably her friends cross paths with us. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as is in college, it happens. So I dated two friends of hers. Another buddy of mine has dated, I think, four friends of hers. Every single one of those relationships ended terribly. Ugh. They went bad. And here's the here's the thing, and I I maintain I will speak on behalf of me and Jeff, who's the other guy. I don't think that we were 100% great in all that, but I'll tell you what: in a lot of those situations, those, those relationships didn't go well because somebody did something they weren't supposed to on the other end. And the problem became, well, how do you balance that? Because they were her friends. Now they've revealed a part of their her character or their character that maybe you didn't know, and so how do you balance that? Because you still want to be friends with them, but the fact is also. We are, she married into our friend group. It's not like all of a sudden she could split from us because we're best friends with her soon to be husband. Right. And so what inevitably happened, I think, is she sort of kind of just fell out of touch with it. And I feel terrible about it. Mm-hmm. And that's why my policy from that point forward was like, no, friends of friends. It's just, it sounds good in theory, but it's just too risky. It really is. It's high risk. It's high risk, high reward. And in relationships, I think more often than not for the average person, right? You're going to swing more than you're going to, you're going to hit. Mm-hmm. Because it, it's how it works. It's not, not everybody's going to find their high school sweetheart. You're not going to find love at first sight. Right. It sucks, but it's just it's a, it's a numbers game. Inevitably, you, and part of it is just growth. You're also not going to be who you are. I'm 32. I was not the same as I was at 26, 22, or 18. Uh-huh. But that's what blew my mind is that those are the most successful ones to get through. And I think it's probably because, I guess that now that I realize that the statistic makes sense in terms of that point, making it through to get married, because if you can make it through the initial part and get to the point of marriage, fair. Right. Because really, if you're going to crash and burn, it's probably going to come sooner rather than later. Right. And then all of a sudden, all bets are off. Who knows? But online dating, not worth it. In long run, work dating, not worth it. No. And I actually, I can tell you, <laughs> I won't get into it because I want to talk about online, but dating, dating coworker, not a good idea either. Starting to get the gist after hearing me again, like, eh, dating in general, just kind of a crapshoot. Yeah. I just thought the statistic was really interesting that they could say that the pinpoint that meeting online directly, if if you're going to make it past three years, that is the least likely way to do it. And there had to be a ranking order. It's just interesting to do that because I still feel like there's somewhat of a stigma attached to meeting online. Yeah. There's a big stigma, I think, and, still. And I get it. But, like, also, if dating is a numbers game, it just helps you maximize your options. Yeah. And as terrible as the word options sounds like when you're referencing dating, I just mean the amount of people you can meet because you're just going to have a little bit of limited uh, interactions. Mm-hmm. I suppose, though, I would not disagree with the fact that meeting in the more traditional sense, i.e. person to person, wherever it is, is more fluid. Mm-hmm. So it's more organic. So I get it. But... I don't know. As someone who's had success with some online dating, I'm still a big proponent of it. And as someone who's gotten yelled at for beating the drum for it because people have done terrible things for it, I'm still a proponent of online dating. 
AJ McCall at VFX. It's Florida Not. Uh, every time you catch a criminal from Florida, you get qualified for a $50 gift card for Logan Lanes. Does not extend to Florida police. I'm sorry. That's Unless correct. Unless they call into the AJ McCall show. Then, yeah, I'll go ahead. Yeah. So th- there is room. Uh, let us get the three headlines, please. Okay. Headline number one. Guy robbed a, post- robbed a postal worker at gunpoint for rubber bands. What? Like, what, like, what like is, actual rubber bands. What, what like, is happening? Because, like, the, the, I know it wasn't the postal worker, but, like, there was that lady who frauded her way to buy, what, $50,000 worth of stamps, stamps or whatever? Yeah. What are people do? Postal work. We like the post what? office. We like the post office, okay? There's story one. Then we got story number two. Cops caught a burglar after he left his motel room key behind. <laughs> Idiot. I guess we'll follow this lead. I probably won't lead us anywhere. Oh, Oh, no. There he is in the room. So there's story two. And then story number three, some lady stabbed her cousin when he asked her to return, uh, let's say, a shirt that she had borrowed. Why would you? I hope she wasn't wearing the shirt then. Mm, No. Like, so if you stab her. Yep. She's probably going to go to the hospital for at least a little bit. Yeah. You're probably not getting the shirt back, obviously, while she's in the hospital. Yeah. And then there's that whole police involvement thing that could throw a bugaboo in it. Right. <sighs> well, if the lady had just returned the shirt in the first place, there wouldn't have been a problem because when they asked for the shirt back, the, the guy asked for a shirt back, and then all of a sudden, she's like, no, stab. <laughs> it's not yours. It's not your shirt. Yeah, it's right. Either way, yeah, all that. Stabbing, not the solution one way or the other. Doesn't matter which way you read that situation. Stabbing's not the way to go. The bar that seems to get set lowest on Florida Not with AJ McCall at VFX is the lamest reason or the stupidest reason someone acts out with physical violence, particularly something with a gun or with knife. Like, if I was to challenge you right now, Tom, lead me into the lamest reason to be stabbed, what would it be? You made fun of someone's shoes. Perfect. Stabbed. Lame. Florida not story. Probably one I would strongly consider, too, to be honest. Yeah. Three full stories, please. Okay. Story number one. 56-year-old guy robbed a mail carrier on Monday. Didn't want their mail or even their wallet. All he wanted was the rubber bands. <laughs> Why? The cops, I don't know. Are, rubber, okay, let me backtrack. In the pandemic, I haven't bought any. Are they expensive? Did they no. go up? Seriously, I think okay, they're like three checking. bucks. I mean, I'll double check and make, make sure, but... Uh, anyway, she was worried he might shoot her, so she didn't ask questions. She gave him a big handful. He took off on foot. There was also a teenage boy with him, but it doesn't sound like the kid's in any trouble. In I don't know. Cops tracked this guy down nearby. Uh, they knew they had their man because he had a big wad of rubber bands <laughs> wrapped around one of his wrists. It's going to be the lamest way to get caught ever. Like to yeah. be <laughs> rubber. That, rub, that's him. Oh, rubber there band he is. man. Let's rubber, do it. Rubber bands. Got it. There's story one. Story number two a guy broke into a house. And left behind his motel room key. Now, wow. he stole a scooter, a skateboard, and a weed eater. Got into a brief fight with the guy who lived there. Dude is going to make a bajillion dollars cutting people's lawns, just rolling around, powered by that Dude, s- scooter, skateboard, combo, weed eater. Yeah. yeah, pretty cool. So, I guess when the cops showed up to the house, the guy was already gone. He left behind the room key to the motel where he was staying. It had the number written on the outside of it. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, Tom, the bar is even lower. We may have found a dumber way to get uh, in trouble, whatever, Florida or not. <laughs> yeah. So there's story two. And then we got story number three. 33 year old lady recently borrowed a shirt from her neighbor, who is also her cousin. And then when he asked for it back, she stabbed him. Good gosh. I, I don't I don't understand. Not clear what was going on. She refused to hand it over. Told her, told him to get off her property, grab the kitchen knife. Uh, he says that she was just, quote, acting crazy. Uh, seems, yeah. Seems like a fair assessment, I'm going to be honest. Luckily, he wasn't seriously hurt, which is good. That's amazing. I'm assuming After this is a- stabbed. I'm assuming, it says kitchen knife. I'm assuming butter knife at this point. If you're going to be going, Ugh. yeah, if you're Ugh. not, because he refused medical treatment, so- <laughs> I'm going to confess being stabbed by a butter knife. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going in there. <laughs> anyway, she was sweeping the porch when the cops showed up. She got into, quote, fighting stance. Yeah, you got to act casual. They they ended up arresting her because her fighting stance didn't hold them off. Yeah, surprise. So, there you go. Three crazy stories. Okay, Tom. So I want to, I don't know about you, but I feel like 
McCall saying T-shirt for story number three is code for something else. Oh, it is. So that would there would only be a few other things. And I got to be honest, it's a it sounds very rural. I can't say the word rural. 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 Yes, that part of the country, which could be Florida. Don't me wrong, could be Florida. But I'm thinking, uh, in terms of sheer stupidity, don't me wrong, being caught by rubber bands and stealing rubber bands is ridiculous. But the dude left his key. He wrote his number on it, and they were like, okay, not to mention, dude stole some unusual stuff in story number two. The weed whacker, the skateboard, all that. I, I think it's number two. I, I agree with you. Um, I, I'm thinking number two. All right, so we're going to go number two. We're on the same page here, McCall. Is it story number two? It is, actually. Congratulations. Nice. Yeah. We've got you hooked up and qualified for that $50 gift card to Logan Lanes. Hang on the line, and we'll grab some info from you. Perfect. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Have you ever, have you ever had to write down your, your room number ever? Uh, no, I just remember the location of it as I, as I get back. <laughs> oh, my feet. So yeah, basically. Like, I feel like once you get it, you're, you could, you get the floor and then push comes to shove. You're trying just a few rooms. Like, that's ridiculous. Congratulations to Tom. He wins Florida, not odd VFX. Daylight saving time is supposed to come to an end this weekend. Bad news, though. Less sunlight. Looks like we need it. Actually means you could gain a significant amount of weight. When do you snack most? Like, if you were to pick out a maybe a time of day or just a general part of the day, when would you say snacking most occurs? Am I breathing? <laughs> Ideally, yeah. It'd be hard to eat, I think, if you weren't. The, the answer's then. That's when I'm That's when I'm snacking the most. AJ and McCall on VFX because uh, daylight saving time, right? Spring, we're falling backwards right. this weekend. So it's not going to go down sooner. And it turns out, apparently... When it gets darker earlier, people crave snacks more. And I was thinking about this, and the answer is yes. Because, yes. like, for instance, if for whatever reason I've woken up early in my life mm-hmm. and I've been up before the sun comes up, I can't bring myself to eat, like, trash. Right. I don't know what it is, but that's what it is. But at night, all bets are off. I can eat whatever I want. <laughs> if the sun has gone down, it's like the sun gone down and the surveillance system went off, and I'm like, whatever, all let's right. do this. Let's get snacks. So, daylight saving time. Is annoying yet again because it means that you you're more likely to stuff your face with snacks. Here's the thing, I I understand where science or whatever is coming from with this because I think it comes from the lack of dopamine that we get during the day. Because you know you wake up, you go to work, it's dark in the morning. You come home, it's dark in the evening. So sure. you never see the sunshine, and so we have one thing that makes us happy, and you know what that is. Freaking food. Leave me alone. Okay. I'm doing the thing that makes me happy. Shove off. This is what I want to do. Can, Eat snacks. I completely agree with what McCall said. I think that's definitely a factor. Let us also address the not so small elephant in the room that this time of year is not about the healthiest of eating. No. Hello. <laughs> Stockings. Yeah. We're fresh off of Halloween. Yeah. Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you go home with arms full of Tupperware after Thanksgiving, and then you get a bunch of candy pies and cookies the rest of the year. Shoot. We just started with candy pies and cookies. Yeah. So, Thank you. Thank you, Halloween. And you're like, you wait. You're like, no, I can't eat like half a pie because the sun's up. Somebody would see. I need to and eat the, a whole pie. And then the sun goes down. And you're like, oh, well, this pie is just so I'm going to eat it at some point anyway. So what does it matter <laughs> if I eat it in this sitting or not? Look, my answer is if I eat the whole pie, nobody knew it was there. It's true. It's nobody knew. It, yeah, it's not it. like, did you eat half of this pie? It's like, no, I ate all of it. And you have no idea because it, it has arrived and disappeared all in one sitting. <laughs> There wasn't ever a pie. Look, we just gave you uh, health advice yep. and, uh, you know, avoiding charges amongst the family advice there. You eat all the pie. No one knows there was any pie. It's true. And if you want, this is only if you want, because you should be like exerting yourself or something, go for a walk around the block or something. While eating the pie. While eating the pie. Life Hacks by AJ McCall at VFX. what we're here for. Uh, take out that unyielding snacking anger on uh, our nominees. Friday means that we will find out who is the worst Parker in Cash Valley. Can I say the youngest Australian singer? No, I'm kidding. I'm sure he's doing quite well for himself. I meant to oh, say yeah. richest. In my head, I said richest. My mouth said youngest. And that's why I was like, what? I said what I wanted to say. Doesn't matter. Ed Sheeran, great news, right? Shocker to everybody. Yeah, he makes bank, yeah. basically, is what we discovered. He's the <laughs> richest thirty under 30-year-old 30 in Britain. AJ McCall on VFX. Actually, quick sidetrack. It's only inevitable now since, you know, Jay Beebs and uh, Sheeran are best friends. Uh, Kid Leroy and Ed Sheeran are going to work together at some point, right? 
I would assume so. It got the similar vibes. Yeah, I would assume so. I don't think he was. I don't think he was on his album. Should have been. Maybe he'll, they'll just release a rendition of one of it's the songs coming. again. Who knows? AJ McCall at VFX Friday means we finally get to dub someone the worst Parker in Cash Valley, and it's all determined by who you vote for. Right. Now, Friday, McCall and I always wait because we don't want to influence votes, even though you can still vote for a little bit. But you've got nominee number one, Dibs, the person who skirt-skirted into a special needs parking spot while taking up two stripy rectangles. Or you've got nominee number two, ah, friends. Because, you know, it's a little bit better when you do something stupid with your friend because I think inevitably happens is probably dudes. It's what happens is dudes hype each other up, and then that stupid male ego jumps in and be like, well, I can't chicken out now because if I chicken out, he's going to make fun of me, and he's not going to chicken out while the other person's doing the exact same thing in their head. Yep. So then you just you play this game of chicken basically really with yourself. That's true. Question is, McCall, which is the worst Parker in your opinion? This is always so difficult for me because I like to look at it from my perspective, and then I also like to look at it from the perspective of who people are going to vote for. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I would think that uh, nominee number number one is probably going to win based on the angle that it is parked in. I think nominee number one is definitely the bigger douche. Yes, I think nominee number one will probably end up winning. Um, my vote is going to end up going, see, it's, it's difficult. Cause when you look at nominee number two, it doesn't really look like it's on the line, but it's on the line. Mm. The one's on the line. The one's over the line. Mm-hmm. Um, the crazy thing is maybe not the Jeep in front of the blue one doesn't look like it. The white car and it's probably the angle, but the white car in front of the silver looks one looks like it's also also looks like it's not correct. Yeah. Uh, we may have three people parked incorrectly in that picture. I don't, I don't know. I feel like. I should be annoyed more by parking spot number two, but they kind of found a workaround. Like with that outside silver car, that's like a drive area. Yes, yes looks it is. like so. It's not like it's not like they're necessarily True. taking up the parking spot. So I guess I'm gonna go with nominee number one. I think who my vote will be. Yeah, I think number one's the biggest douche. It's interesting now examining this. I think I don't think the Jeep is, but I think there's three incorrect parkers. But you are correct. That being the driveway is annoying, but it, it's not the amount of space where you're like, oh my gosh, like we are now stuck in a single drive-by. So I'm with you. I'm also going to vote for number one. Our votes don't count, though. Yours do. It's pinned to the top of our Facebook page, Utah's VFX Vote, for the one that annoys you the most. And if you see terrible parking, submit it to our Facebook, to our Twitter, to our Instagram, Utah's VFX. You know, just last week we were talking about tattoos. And generally, it's already a tough enough decision where to get it. How much pain tolerance do you have? What do I get? Because I want it to be meaningful. What kind of time is it going to take in the chair? Things like that. Little did I know that the option to just get it on a plane was totally possible. Oh, shoot. Who would have thought when McCall and I were discussing tattoos last week that we wanted to get that we could just sit on a plane and simply get one? You know, that would be nice to know. You know, the insane thing is we're playing this off like this is an option as opposed to the insane thing that somebody got a tattoo on a plane. Yeah. AJ McCall on VFX. This is not being made up. Uh, the the account passengers. I don't know. I can't read the rest of the account. Oh, whatever. There's an account on Instagram that posted a video. Homeboy had his hand sitting on the drop down counter thing yes yes that and as the plane is landing someone is giving him a tattoo no apparently they're all friends well good for them i'm glad you're all friends first things first i would have thought for sure you could have not brought a tattoo gun as a carry-on i'm sure that would probably um yeah turns out it is also you can bring ink as long as it's under the liquid amount that is required okay so homeboy got a little hand tattoo while they were landing that's cool. What? That's really cool. It's a cool story. Yeah. But there's no way that tattoo is like pristine, even if it's it's on his hand, so it's tiny. Like yeah. he's not doing a big piece of art or whatever. Right. But I've, I'm, I'm surprised that you are not more, I'm not going to say outraged. McCall never going to admit you outraged about it. I'm surprised you're not more in shock about someone doing this. I mean, I'm like surprised, but at the same time, I'm also like, yeah, okay. I mean- People do dumb things on planes. There's a lot of dumber things, I think, that have happened on planes. That is is an understatement. Thank you. That is a huge understatement. I just, who, like, 
they they talk about it and it, it's definitely legit. Like once you get, I think it's it's not your first one, but it definitely it it kicks in. But like after you get two, there's a I hate using this word, but there's a quote unquote addiction people talk about with tattoos. Yes. We just have the urge to get more and more, and it's it's legit. Like I've felt it. Anybody that I've talked to who has tattoos definitely feels it. But like I've never felt it to the point where I'm like just wandering by and whatever, do it. All right, <laughs> whatever you want to do, go for it. Yeah. Ugh, pass. Okay, well, I, I thought for sure we were going to be on the same page. McCall's saying, you know, cool story. Stupider things have been done. Yeah. All right. Uh, something that did blow me away also. It was a very, very eventful evening for me last night. And I think that we will have a much more similar view on this. So uh, apparently a study, a study was done. And the conclusion of the study was that men actually take breakups harder than women. Okay. And we could talk about that a little bit, but the thing that actually blew my mind is how they came to that conclusion. Okay. Fellas, we got to work on it. <laughs> men take breakups harder than women was the conclusion of a study that was done. AJ McCall on VFX. And the study was done by going to uh, post through an online forum. <laughs> okay. Where people ask for advice, so at least not social media, right? Right. And so the conclusion they came to is that men uh, take breakups way worse than women because men post way more than women do on this forum. Okay. Here's why I, I don't care for this solution. It sounds a little answer. biased, but all right. Well, the, the thing is, I think it's an issue because they, they talked about the study found that the reason they concluded that was that they posted on this forum more asking for advice, but they wouldn't talk to their friends. And to me, fellas... Like, I get the thing about, the, I'm not saying there aren't people online, I'm not saying there aren't forums, it can't be helpful. There's advice out there that you can seek and find. Don't, let me just say that. For sure. However, what good is it to build a circle of people around you to then not use them when you need them most? Because the conclusion was, and I quote, it's possible men get just as emotionally invested in things as women or even more so, they just hide it because they don't want to seem like a wuss. <sighs> Okay. True. However, I feel like in in this situation, in most situations, I feel like most men push off their emotions until they can't deal with it any longer. Right? There's like a whole song about it. There's a whole song about it. Can't remember who the heck is the one that does it. Dirk Bentley? I think it's Dirk Bentley and L. King. Um, but, but... It just is. That just is what it is. Like women process it immediately as it hits them and then they go through it. And so then they are in the healing process and the men are just starting to get over it later. I, I, like I said, I don't know. I don't agree with necessarily the conclusion that men deal with breakups worse. I think that's to me, that's subjective. It's more an individual thing. I do think that men and women pro deal with and process emotions differently. I could speak personally. I'm someone who internalizes more and tries to deal with it internally and then move past it. Uh, that's not to say that it doesn't have outward effects on my persons. But that being said, like the conclusion itself is to me the more disheartening thing. Whether you take breakups worse or not, the fact that men would rather go to strangers and seek out advice as opposed to using the people around them. To me, I think it's just a much, a, 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 to me, a bigger detriment than anything. Though You're supposed to surround yourself with people you trust. I'm not saying you have to open up and spill your whole life to them. I'm not saying there can't be things that you just want to deal with on your own for either men or women. But to me, it's bonkers for them to be like, all right, all of them, like, stranger on the internet, person I know and trust for very several, several years. Mm -hmm. Stranger on the internet. Like, no. <laughs> like, it's cool. Like, everyone feels... Most, okay, most people feel. Most people feel. Most people feel. Yeah. And most people can empathize. Like, who hasn't had you know, some kind of untimely death, a sickness in the family, a breakup? Like, everyone has dealt with all those things, right? Mm -hmm. So they, there's a level of empathy and understanding that would come along. So, like, it's cool for everyone to talk to someone. There's got to be someone in your friend circle. And I, I I don't know how everyone else's friend circle is built, but there's a guy in my friend circle that's that dude. He's the advice dude. Mm -hmm. And whenever anybody's got an issue, they go talk to him. You got to have one. It's just good. At least write if for nothing else. Yeah. Get it out of your system. But the bottling up the McCall dress, yeah, I would I would probably agree with that. Uh, that's an interesting start to confessions. Friday means Cash Valley Secrets, right? I got to tell you. 
siblings and people that we are, look, we're not going to judge, but we're definitely going to judge. <laughs> Friday means Cash Valley Secrets because it's always good to vent and get that off your chest. You don't want to carry that weight, that guilt into the weekend. Of course. AJ McCall on VFX and our first confession this week. I uh, Instead of buying a PC game at a charity shop for $2, I snapped a photo of the code on the booklet inside and activated the code on Steam. Oh, no. It's two bucks. Rude. Look, I'm a cheapskate, but it's $2. That's rude. Somebody else is going to try and buy that and then not be able to actually use it. That's so mean. Uh, speaking of, of finances, I'm a self-made millionaire, but when I make my uh, me and my wife a cup of tea, I only use one tea bag between the two and squeeze the crap out gross. of it, getting every last drop. Look, okay, that's gross. Just, just, just. Call. They didn't get to be being a millionaire. Just spring for an extra, like, <laughs> buck and a half. I'm wasting tea. Gosh, man. Uh, apparently, so this one I think happened a smidge ago. It says, I was so annoyed with my brother cheating during our stupid lockdown family quizzes. When it was my turn to host, I set up a website with half the questions on it with the wrong answers, making the first so random it was the only search result on Google. Effort was worth it. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> That'll teach him. Yeah, that'll teach. They'll never, they'll never do that again. Family contests are legit. Play Dude, to they're win. the worst. Uh, speaking of siblings, I snipped a huge chunk of hair off my little brother's head when oh. I was a kid. I was so terrified of getting caught and getting a beating from my parents that I stuck the scissors in his hand and screamed, "Look what Charlie's done!" Oh my gosh, that I, poor kid. I'm 45 now, and they still think he did it. That's hilarious. That poor kid, though, probably like. Hey, I never did that. <laughs> At this point, who knows? I mean, 45 years is a long time for that to be regurgitated to you over and over again that your brain could probably make up the situation where you're like, am I sure I didn't did do I, it? I'm pretty, I probably did that. Because most kids at some, I did. I cut like a triangle out of like my front bangs when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And I never understood the panic. Like I wouldn't do it now. Right. But of I course was not. like, it grows back. But my mom acted like it was going to take years and years to adjust my hair to it. Right. And I was like, just grow out and then snip it to whatever snip. It'll be fine, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, last one, I'm a married man with kids. I read uh, relationship pages to see what awful behavior other guys are up to. I like to use it as a check for my own behavior to make sure I'm not a jerk. Fellas, it turns out there are a lot of jerks out there. Sort it out. My it's, it's actually not bad. I don't, I don't disagree with that. I just don't go the other way with it. One of the things I feel like I see way too much in my life is people go, well, I'm not the worst, so it's fine. Right. And like, that's, that's striving for the middle. Like, yes, that's, that's what that says to me. Perfectly good at adequate. The bare minimum acceptable. Like, no, don't do that. Yes. I don't, I don't disagree with that. That's a great, like, we just came off the emotions thing. Right. So like, that's a great example of, of finding advice online. That's great. Yeah. But also don't go in because don't go in and be like, yeah. I'm not the worst. Score. <laughs> also, please don't use haters going to hate. I've watched so many people Ugh. in my life use that. Like, they catch criticism and they're like, haters going to hate. And it's like, no, you're actually a jerk and this is behavior you need to fix. Yeah. Just become a blanket excuse to get out of it. Cash Valley Secrets. Anytime you want to get something off your chest, you can do so anonymously. It's really easy. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Utah's VFX on our social media. Uh, for the, con the confessions to somewhat continue, two very interesting things were released. One, who everybody thinks is some of the most overpaid people on the planet. Two, <laughs> things that are supposed to be universally hated. Oh. Do we fall in line with this list? Who is making too much money? Now, universally, I believe I collectively heard all of Cash Valley pretty much say, not me. In which case, you're right. AJ McCall at VFX as we continue Cash Valley Secrets for the Automatrix Group debate at 8. Reddit started a conversation on the most overpaid jobs. Awesome. Now, some of these are not going to be surprising. You've got actors, professional athletes, football coaches. You know, they make seven figures, eight figures plus. Right. And the argument is like, oh my gosh, why should they be making that kind of money? I would argue there's a skill there that not many people have, and that drives it up, plus they generate revenue off, but the, I understand the conversation. Where I think it gets interesting is after that. You're welcome to comment on that and say whether you think it's true or not. 
But I uh, the conversation after that you get to paparazzi. Okay. Mega church preachers. Yes. Real estate agents. Okay. Social media influencers. Okay. CEOs. Okay. Superintendents. Okay. And therapists. Okay. This is interesting. These are always really interesting to me. Why is that? I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why people, what, what the correlation is when they say that they make too much money, like based on the time that they spend doing their job, based on the time that they spend like in school. Cause like with therapists, how much do these guys spend time in school to be able to get educated to the point of being able to help you sort your brain? Specialization is definitely a legitimate part of it. That would be the argument I would make for those first three. Um, And I think you would make with therapists too. The interesting thing is part of it is time like you brought up. So that that was brought up specifically for actors. Uh um, The amount of time they put into what they do Mm -hmm. versus what they get paid. I think the other interesting thing is it's comparison. And this is a problem I think we slide into a little bit. Like for superintendents, it specifically says the reason why superintendents are believed to be the most overpaid is because the amount of money they make compared to teachers. So I guess depending on how you want to attack that. Mm -hmm. I would think as opposed to punishing another profession, which I don't even know what they make, wouldn't it make more sense to just make teachers make more? Because right. I think a lot of this is based off the teacher right. argument, right? That's yeah, where exactly. That's I hear about athletes and actors' salaries. It's exact, that's exactly it. No, no patience whatsoever, though, for televangelists. Like, they can just kick rocks. Please shoot right. them to the moon. Right. Because they take advantage of people playing exactly. on some kind of faith or belief that they have and then they take advantage of it to make money off them and then they truly, when put to the test, don't actually care right. when something actually happens right. and frankly lead people down a path that could be harmful than beneficial. So look, I don't want to dabble in your faith or whatever but televangelists can be shot to the sun right now. Like it says something that I believe HBO did a television series about it because they were like, this is great, let's make a drama about it. Yes. Kind of explains everything, don't it? But the interesting thing is, is like, like even with CEOs, don't get me wrong. The, in the United States alone, mm-hmm. CEO salaries compared to the average worker salaries is ridiculous compared to the rest of the world. Right. But there is an element of you know things that go along with this. Is like the thing where it's like everybody says, "I wish I was a celebrity," but we don't talk about the negative things. Right. Like you know when people break into your house or you never get a second of privacy. We've been talking about. Uh, Kim Kardashian and uh, Kendall Jenner has had all kinds of issues with that, you know. But this week alone, right? Kim Kardashian and, and Pete, right, have been the big conversation. And the reason why? Because you can't get a second alone. Right, right. So the other thing is too is any is anybody that has this opinion turning it down? If all of a sudden tomorrow they're like, we're making you CEO of a company. Here's eight figures. You know, and that's the thing that's interesting because, like, like you just said though, because you were just saying people are mad that the superintendent makes more money. Right. When the teachers don't make more money and it's a comparison thing, so why not raise the salary there instead of doing this other thing? So I don't, I don't really know. Like you got to be mad about both of those situations, oh, I you know, in the same, the in the same yeah. S- sentence. Yeah, I think you can believe that CEOs are overpaid, but also believe that there's a problem on the other end as well. It's not just like let's right. take all the money from one end and put it on the other. Right. Like, you know, yeah, I'm saying. Also, that was just fa- factoring like there's decisions and stress and go with that. Just say yeah. it. So collectively, really the only one I'm on is Televangelist. <laughs> really the only one I'm on. Yeah. Yep, that's really the only one I'm on. Speaking of this, it continues. The conversation does as we continue confessions because a list was put out of the 10 things that everyone should universally hate. Okay. Is it possible, much like this list of jobs that are completely overpaid, that maybe just maybe we don't see eye to eye with that either? Let's start with a universal one of the 10 universal things that everyone on this planet should hate. AJ McCall for the Automatrix Group debated a loud chewing. Okay. Seems safe, right? Yeah. Done. Move past that. I Great. feel like most people don't like it. Is there anybody that... I don't know, and I don't... There's no way. There's no Unless way that anybody's like, yeah, that's comforting. I don't... Yeah, I don't think that that's the case. I just think there are people who zone it out. Yes. I think that's what it comes down that's, to. Yes. I would concur. Yeah. Uh, slow walkers. <laughs> My ADHD is showing, yes. Can we just... Get out of the way! Yeah. Like, especially, I don't know about, like, airports. Can you not take up the entire moving sidewalk? Like, is, is, is the copacetic? Like, please. Yeah. Because why is it... Like, slow walkers 
are like in a grocery store. Somehow they all congregate together. Yep. It's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, being told to calm down. Well, okay. I wasn't angry until you told me that. <laughs> That's true. And now. It never, it is, in the history of calm down, it has never calmed anyone down. No. How about this one? Have you ever seen anyone clip their nails in public? Mm, I bite my nails in public. That, that one, I think, is pretty universally done. I would think I'm a, feel close to a majority, close to more than 50% of like people anxious. chew their nails. I don't know. But I don't. There are, there are people that clip. Why? Dude, there have been plenty a survey that has come out saying that there are people that clip their nails on planes. Disgusting. For me, that's, yeah. Like, I I don't know where your fingers have been, and it could just be the case where they're just normal nails, but, like, why why there? Why know. Like, why was that the place where you're like, well, well I, I got, got time. time. Yeah. <laughs> Mine as well. You know, I but also the question arises, like, can you bring nail clippers onto a plane i just assume not i thought that was a no but I, people have you. said that they have people who clip nails next to apparently them apparently it's i would like before today i would have told you that i didn't think a tattoo gun right was like remote like i would have thought it's you true. were stupid for asking me that right like, of course it's of course not. not there's stabby things in it but apparently it's it's copacetic you can bring ink to as long as it's under the liquid amount so you can do a whole tattoo thing that's insane to me yeah that is insane to me yeah uh, okay, how about this one, McCall? Talking during movies. I'm the worst. I'm not going to stop doing it either. I won't. I can't. I think something, and it has to come out of my mouth sometimes. All I'm going to say is, I'm not going to say this is just a lady thing, but people. People that ask questions during movies. It's me. People. It's I, me. Hi. I, I live with someone else who's notorious for it. I'm going to take a shot in the dark here, but the person you're watching it with did not write it, didn't direct it, didn't star in it, isn't a big person on the the board, the message boards behind the scenes. So the, to your, the answer to your question, I'm going to save you a lot of time and quote the off at the same time, two birds and a W for today. I don't know. Or just watch the movie. They may know if they've seen it before, but just watch the movie. Your question should be answered. I'm the worst with it. I really am. Like genuinely. You can ask Dustin. Dustin says that I'm the worst person to watch a movie with. Not incorrect. I think we're I think we're set on this list and it's solid. Besides the fact that you're one of those people that talks during movies, I, you can acknowledge that you find it at least not surprising that people would find it some semblance of maybe a little bit annoying. Oh yeah. Okay. Of yeah, course. So then- of course. I know that people find it annoying. Okay. And I know that Dustin's probably like, then why don't you just stop doing it? Because my brain won't let me. My brain says, ask the question, and so then I do. And then as I'm asking the question, I'm like, I'm sorry, this is coming out of my mouth right now, and I can't stop it, and I know that's going to make you really angry, but I'm asking anyway. Last oh, question. Oh, it's gone. Oh, no. Oh, sorry. Last question, because it's on the list. Ten things universally hated. Group text with too many people. So- too many, like, unimportant people. <laughs> I don't mean it like, oh, you're not important, but you're not relevant to the conversation, so why are we including them in? Okay, that's one way to go. I was going to say, so there are definitely times... Where if I'm doing something and it's just ping, 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 it's obnoxious. But is it me or do you get like, is there a threshold for you? Like even if it's not a bad time and I'm into the conversation, at some point there's a point where the conversation keeps going rapid fire and I'm like, all right, I'm out. This I is mute it. Yeah. Okay. I mute, so I mute the conversation. Thing. This same happens thing. quite often. I'll wake up. I'll take a nap or something. Wake up. There's a notification from, there's, I have 27 text messages and AJ and producer butters are going back and forth. I'm like. I'm never getting caught up with this. Usually in gifts. I open it, I close it, and then I go on. That's fair. That's if fair. there's something important, I'll hear about it tomorrow. Same <laughs> things universally hated. Agreed. Yeah. I wouldn't call it a new phobia, but I definitely discovered a new fear. Okay. I am now terrified of being trapped in my own car. Well. I have an absolutely new fear. And I don't want to call it a phobia, though it probably does exist, but... Uh, Added a new level because I read the story and somehow missed where it happened. AJ McCall on VFX. So uh, <laughs> there was a woman who made a call to 911, already a terrifying proposition because something is wrong, right? Well, she called 911 because she uh, was stuck in a river and couldn't open her doors. She was trapped inside her vehicle while I imagine it was slowly sinking. That legitimately is uh, terrifying because it's one thing, like, I don't think... 
I don't find myself claustrophobic. Like if I'm in tight spaces, it's not the case. But even people that aren't claustrophobic, I feel like if you're in a confined space long enough, your brain starts to go nuts. And maybe that's claustrophobia and I'm just trying to toughen myself up. But like you're just thinking that like reality's going to set in. You're like, I I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Well, it turns out that the, uh, I think dispatch was on with her or 911 was on the phone with her for six minutes before they finally able to get to her and rescue her. The thing, the added layer that somehow I missed the first time I read this story, this happened in Muncie, Indiana. And for those who don't know, Ball State University is in Muncie, Indiana. And for those who definitely wouldn't know, because I don't think I've talked about it before, my youngest sister goes to Ball State University. Oh, no. So add another layer. Turns out, not her. Oh, good, 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 good. good, good. I've read this story before panicking like my mom would be like, oh, my gosh, were you trapped in your car? It wasn't her. Well, that's good. That being said, my new phobia... Fear, whatever, is being trapped in my car while it slowly sinks. Yeah. That would be terrifying. But, would like, if you said before we got into this that it would be your ultimate fear is to be trapped in your car just while it sinks or in general? Like, if you were on land. While it sinks. Just while it sinks? Yeah, just in anything. Oh, okay. Snow, quicksand, which apparently is not an issue. I mean, at this point, is it even real? I don't know. I, as a childhood, I thought it was everywhere. Water, lava would be obviously terrifying. Yeah. Tar. Oh. You know, pick pick your poison. Pudding wouldn't feel good either, I'm imagine. I might I might be able to eat my way out. The ultimate uh, the ultimate Utah death would be not turning my turn signal, driving over a roundabout and then crashing and sinking and drowning in a pool of jello. True. Green yeah. jello with Green carrots. Jello. Yep. Ugh. Vegetables. <laughs> they do not belong in jello. <laughs> that is my Utah death. I have figured yeah. it out. Yeah. Fair. Thus it is spoken, thus it will be. Yeah. (laughs) AJ McCall on VFX. Okay, so I waited to tell this. Speaking of fears, yesterday someone told me the story, and I legitimately, I didn't want to ask because I didn't want to spoil it if it was the case, but apparently there's something really weird going on in Cache Valley that is borderline paranormal and unexplainable to everyone. Okay. You may get a knock on your door in the middle of the night that... uh, Mm-mm. Uh-oh. Mm-mm. There's a real possibility that gullible is written on the ceiling for me for this, but yesterday, AJ McCall, BFX, hanging out with the people we work with for the AJ McCall social media, which you should check out, and Keanu was telling me this story that apparently starting sometime Halloween weekend, people have been receiving these super loud pounds on the door to the point that uh, somebody shared the story from like, they thought the police had come to their door to tell them, like, was what, because they're banging on the door. Bang. Only to be confronted with a lady dressed weirdly with a huge, like, lantern flashing on the door telling people, your friend Todd sent me to tell you he's been in a car crash. Which sounds like a ghost story, because, yeah. like, the, the preface, the lead into the conversation was, how was your ghost hunt? Right. And I was talking about that, but I didn't want to ask because I was, like, what? super weirded out by this whole thing. Yeah. And so I'm assuming this is a ghost, even if it's not a ghost story, it doesn't make sense. Either one way or the other, it's still terrifying. Oh, yeah. But apparently it's happened supposedly several times in the valley, and it's like two or three in the morning. That's crazy. Right? Yeah, that's really weird. So, like, something else to be super terrified of, because fun fact about me, speaking of the ghost hunt, one of my biggest fears is that uh, black-eyed children, if you're not familiar with them, paranormal entities who want to get in your home are going to come to your door. I don't. I have a screen door on my non-use Mormon door. I don't have it on the actual use door. Right. So uh, I'm terrified they're going to do that. And even though they have to be invited in, there's no shielding there. Right. Also, just totally thought of this. From instant forth, I know trick-or-treating is not a big thing. If you somehow figure out where I live and you have your kids dress as black-eyed children and they come to my door for Halloween, I'm not responsible for what happens next. (laughs) Just so we're all clear. Oh, nice. You have been warned. It has been put out there. But that is now happening. So maybe, McCall, that's what happened last night with your garage and shed and whatever. That lady got could lost be. on your property. I mean, yeah, it could be. <laughs> anybody, if anybody has heard the story, a friend of a friend or happened to them, 68255, the number to text. Start your text with VFX because apparently there's some weird lady banging on doors in the middle of the night like people don't got to get up and do things in the morning. <sighs> Spirit's so inconsiderate. Yeah. 68255, the number to text. Start your text with VFX. Thank you, as always, for being part of the AJ and McCall show. We're not going anywhere. Just not said nearly enough. Right now, AJ McCall on VFX. We got to figure out who is the worst Parker in Cache Valley, whether it is nominee number one, Dibs, 
who skirted into a spot they're not allowed to be into, so I don't know why they were in such a rush. I mean, just right up front, because it's for the special needs, you jerk. That's right. Or nominee number two. Oh, friends. You look less dumb when there's more of you, right? True. That's exactly it. it. He did it it first. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. (laughs) We actually decided, I don't know how we missed this going into this, but there actually might be three people parked incorrectly. Yeah, potentially. In this photo. That being said, it didn't matter. It could have been, I think, four or five in this parking lot. If you would have said everybody pictures park illegally, I don't know that it would have mattered because not a single vote was given to it. Nominee number one swept. That's really surprising to me. I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier to try and figure it out, and I I ended up talking myself into nominee number one. So I kind of wonder if that's the case with everybody else, too. I mean, we did agree that it felt like number one was the bigger douche. Number two had the quantity. Number one had the quality in terms of being a terrible person. So congratulations to Narker number one. They win if you see terrible parking. Make sure you safely take a picture, send it to our Facebook, to our Twitter, to our Instagram, Utah's VFX. And so that way we can uh, continue to try and clean up the valley parking while also getting ready for the end of your tournament where we determine who is the worst parker in 2021 with the prizes get a little bit grander. It's like getting to the showcase showdown. Yeah. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Utah's VFX. You see terrible parking for Parknarks. Please submit it. Mm -hmm. We would love to see those nominees. And then uh, get ready to enjoy your weekend. I mean, the day's not over, but the show is. So, like, same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Facebook Roulette next on VFX. VFX's Facebook Roulette Friday version. So you got to have something to carry us through the weekend. Some laughing, some inspiration, something that gets us going. So if you're friends with AJ Knight, you're friends with McCall Taylor, then your post could be the one that ends up on the Utah's VFX Facebook page. McCall, what do you got? Well, I landed on this post that... uh it's a meme from You Memes and Discussions that came up, suggested for me. Thanks, Facebook. And it's a picture of a guy who looks like Joe in a coffee shop, Starbucks nonetheless, head down, hat on, AirPods in, computer in front of him. Caption, should I be worried, LOL? <laughs> yes, you should be. You're going to get you'd. I mean, copycat crime. A I lot know. of people imitating him on social media. Just saying. <laughs> Somebody commented, do not make eye contact. Do not speak to him. Do not look at him. If you even make eye contact, drop something, uh, bend over, make a loud noise, spill something on yourself. That's the best I have. Best advice I have. Good luck. <laughs> I land my friend Cody. It says, uh, why do scholastic book fairs have to stop? Like, can I show up to work one day and the boss will be like, if everyone works hard today, we'll go to the book fair oh, from 1230 to one. That would be so nice. Be so nice. You can win. Feeling like a big shot buying goosebump books and those those old world record ones that used to have the kaleidoscope looking covers on them. Exactly. The AJ Knight, the McCall Taylor. Find and add us across all social media. Same with AJ and McCall and Utah's VFX. I can tell you very positively Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all options. Yep. Snapchat's out there. TikTok is out there. You can find us a lot of places. And uh, as well, if you miss the podcast, you don't like to early rise, you catch the end of it and think, oh, man, what were they talking about earlier? It's easy. Yep. Search for AJ McCall anywhere the podcasts are. Uh, iHeartRadio app, Spotify, iTunes, it can be found all of those places. On top of that, I hope you enjoy the sunshine today because he's not going to be back for a minute. Yep. And then with the daylight saving time coming to an end this weekend, well, depending on your schedule, you may never see the sun for, I don't know, Ever. Next quarter. See it. See you in March. Yeah. So until Monday for the AJ McCall show. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. And thanks for listening to VFX.